Hello, and welcome to a new episode of From the Honeycomb, a podcast that creates a spark of positive energy. Here we discuss all things architecture and design, to travel, exploring Vastu Shastra with a modern approach, and I'll be connecting with other like-minded women to share their story. I'm your host, Katerina Burinova, and welcome to From the Honeycomb. In today's episode, I sit down with Zuleika Yunus, a multifaceted woman whose career path from medical school changed as she followed her passions. From health coaching to nutrition and culinary, yoga and Ayurveda, Zuleika shares her insights into each of her interests and how she's combined them to heal herself and clients. We discuss conventional medicine, herbal medicines, balancing the best of both Eastern and Western medicines, and finding that holistic approach. All right. Well, Zuleya, welcome to From the Honeycomb podcast. I am so very excited to have you here all the way connecting from India to California. This is a pleasure to have you. Thank you so much, Katerina. It's a pleasure to be here. So before we begin every episode, we like to share something that we are grateful for in the present moment. And so what are you grateful for? I'm always grateful for so many things, but I think right now I'm grateful just I've been able to travel for the last. Right now I'm in India visiting family, so I'm grateful to be with my family and to bring my son here again. But I think overall in the last like couple of years, I've been very grateful for having found my purpose and kind of working on that day every day, like thinking about the things that make me excited and happy. I love hearing that. And I think I kind of want to piggyback off of what you've just shared because I just recorded next this coming week's episode and it's about Vastu Shastra, which is something I'm really passionate about. And it really, I'm doing kind of like a reintroduction episode and just doing, going back into the research and seeing how much of Vastu Shastra incorporated with architecture and just Also, I I really resonate with, I found something that I love to do and it brings me so much joy. I spent hours researching, putting together the episodes and time just flew by. And it's those moments when you're really focusing on something that you love to do, the time just goes by so quickly. And I just, like, I spent this whole weekend really enjoying studying, reading. and, And so it's really it's really beautiful once you find something that like you resonate with and that is like your, like your Dharma and your soul's purpose. Yeah, yes. so that's and I, I can really resonate special. with that too. And I, I see it. I see that in you. I can, I see the post that, that you post and I have yet to listen to the, the recent podcast, but I have listened to one before and I, I love that you're doing that. <laughs> oh, thank you. So you mentioned your for your gratitude, you're doing something that is kind of in the is in alignment with your interests and really your purpose. Mm-hmm. So would you share with the listeners, you know, what it is that you you're so multifaceted? I love it. So what you encompass? Um, yeah, I basically I, when I growing up, I always wanted to be a psychiatrist, and that made me want, go to medical school when I was 19 here in India. I went to, I I did my bachelor's in medicine and surgery. And as I was preparing for the USMLEs, the United States licensing exams to study for a psychiatry, uh, to get into psychiatry residency. And I moved from India to the States. 
after I got married and I was preparing for this exam for a few years and I realized that I didn't really know about much about what to eat and how to eat. I gained a lot of weight. I had started getting a lot of new health issues after I moved to the states and I just didn't know what to eat and I you know weight gain and diabetes runs in my family. So I decided like and I was also surprised that I never learned all of that in medicine. You would think that would be taught in medicine but it wasn't. So I went on my own and I decided to like just do a course in nutrition. Um, just a short course just to find out more about it and that led me to IIN the Institute of Integrative Nutrition which is like pretty well known like health school I mean sorry health coaching school so that also led me to get my health coaching certification even though I wasn't planning for that and it just opened up this like whole world of like different perspective of looking at at medicine and health in general and So with that like I just started getting more into cooking and eating better and I lost weight and a lot of the health issues went away and I was like this is really cool I I feel really really good and at that point I think I decided to look more into nutrition and my husband was also really excited for me and he's like this is what you should be doing why are you wasting your time and a part of me was like no I have to finish what I started and I need to be a psychiatrist but this other part of me was like pulling me towards nutrition. So then I found out that there's something called functional medicine which we never learn about you know in western it's like it's not there in conventional medicine but it is still medicine and it's we they call it upstream medicine or it really gets into the root cause of illness. So you're not just treating symptoms, you're treating the root cause and you're also basically you're optimizing your physiology and that's why it's called upstream medicine because in medicine you know you learn like about the pathology and the pharmacology and then and then medicine surgery all the the components of of a typical medical degree like follow disease and pathology but we only have like one year of physiology and even in that like it's not we don't really learn how to like optimize our body systems and things like that So I learned that there was a master's degree in this. So I was like, you know, I'm just going to change my career path to taking doing a master's in science in this and and I think I'll just this is what I'm going to do. So I looked into to doing that and it took me about a couple of years to because I had to do prerequisite courses and I got pregnant and then I moved from Oklahoma to New York, which is a really big move for me. I lived in Oklahoma for for like 5 years in between after I moved from India. And um at that time I also realized that food was such a big part of everything right and cooking and learning like to eat well because I always enjoyed food so I decided to go to culinary school like 2 years ago like during right during the pandemic in 2020 I like you know I wanted to go to culinary school too I was thinking about it for a few years but I decided to like take the step and just go for it and I did a really really cool health supportive culinary arts program which used to be a part of a school called the Natural Gourmet Center in New York and they changed like schools so anyway so it's very like health supportive and you know a lot of plant based food but also um other other types so after that like i really felt you know that with with doing the the masters i started the masters last year 
it just I just felt like everything was just falling into place because I was able to not only kind of see people for nutrition coaching and stuff, but also bridge a gap for them and be able to make food for people and for myself and my family and also help people like navigate culinary stuff too. So combining both of those has just been really, really, I think that's where the purpose I was saying, because I, I don't think I would have had that feeling without the culinary aspect together. No, absolutely. It, it is amazing how much food has to do with our like well-being. Like, you know, you have the background in medicine, but, you know, like you said, you don't learn a lot of things in school, especially about health and the foods you should be eating. And I also want to come back to how you kind of cure not just, you know, the few symptoms, but like to the root of the problem. And so how do you, let's say there is a sickness or an illness, how do you go about kind of not, not solving, but healing it? Is it with food? Is it with, you know, physical movements? Is it with medicine, Eastern, Western? How, how do you go about it? So it's really everything combined. I'm, I'm not in the stage yet in my master's where I can start seeing patients for that, but I will be in about a year's time. But from what I've learned so far is that, yes, everything matters and gut health really matters. So kind of addressing to see if you have any gut issues and where where that stems from. And we take history from birth. So you're supposed to ask the patient what what they went through from birth or or what their parents went through when when they conceived you. And so many things play such an important role in, in dictating your gut health. For life and gut health is so important for like so many different diseases so yes treating gut health um, we do they do use um, some herbal supplements and conventional medicine and food of course like food is a huge huge thing of that and yes movement and stress management and sleep management and things like that so it is very uh, holistic mm. No, that's what I love approaching anything with a holistic approach. It seems more natural. And so what I really love is, and what's interesting is you you grew up in an East, Eastern culture. Now you live in the U.S. in the Western culture where here we are so heavily like prescription medication. I mean, anything we throw at it is very artificial. It's not very natural. So how have you noticed kind of the combination between the East and the West and also focusing on in the U.S. just some of the information you're learning here or how you see the U.S. kind of battle the illnesses? So surprisingly, even though I I grew up in India and Hong Kong, I grew up in Hong Kong. I was very young there. But what I see in India, I do see a lot of people still on Western medicine. Like, for example, my dad, he passed away. And my dad has been also a very important like role model in all of this, like or not like role model, but like a reason for me to like look, seek for more, a different way to do things. So my dad had diabetes at a very young age and also heart disease. And he was always on Western medicine and he passed away at when he was 61, like nine years ago. And so that didn't make sense to me. I was like, how could he be on, you know, he had the best care here. He had, he was seeing the best cardiologist. He had a bypass surgery. He had, I mean, everything was done by the book, but he still died so early. He was on insulin and everything. That was like a big eye opener for me that, okay, there's just a much better way that we can 
do this. Like that did not have to happen. So yeah, surprisingly, a lot of people are still on Western medication here. And there are a few people that do, uh, you know, more different ancient practices like Ayurveda and yoga. But another surprising thing is that I actually learned more about Ayurveda and yoga after I moved to the States. And I, my business mentor is actually, yeah. <laughs> really? My business mentor is also, she's, she's very much into Ayurveda and yoga, and I've learned a lot from her. So, and my yoga teacher is now, in, I learned, I did my yoga teacher's training in the States. I see a difference there too. I, I definitely see a movement there. And here too, now there are, there are a few people who are trying to get back to ancient practices and holistic ways of healing. But with me, because I do have a background in medicine, and I also believe in evidence-based medicine, I believe that that definitely has a role in especially scientific research. So I'd like to use that in my practice too. I would like to combine like the best of both. No, absolutely. It's like a harmony of the best of both, you know, the research and the holistic, which I really resonate with when I approach any, any, you know, cold, anything I'm feeling is like, okay, first let's, you know, not just pop a bunch of pills and hope it goes away, but what's a natural way we can, you know, find a resolution to however I'm feeling, or if I can't sleep at night, you know, does that mean putting my phone away too? You know, these little practices you can do rather than just popping a bunch of melatonin or Xanax or the sleeping pills. It's like, there's little, you know, routines you can do. Definitely. Yeah, I'd love to talk more about also your the culinary food, the food aspect of of your life because on your Instagram you are always posting the most colorful dishes. And I'm always like if I could just like come <laughs> over for dinner or come over for lunch and have you make me something. It's just you okay. it's like a rainbow of of food that you post and I'm going to have to somehow link this to I wish I could show everybody like your uh, food right now. Or thank you so much. It's hard to describe on a, of course, on like it's hard to describe on a podcast. And when if you come to New York, you have to come home for dinner. <laughs> when you come to New York, please come oh, for dinner. I will absolutely come for dinner. <laughs> absolutely, I'll be there. <laughs> and so, with the culinary food, you are also—is it? a chef at a restaurant or yeah I started a restaurant work experience last year I'm not a a chef so it's like a very uh, hierarchy over there so I started as a prep cook when I go back to New York I do want to continue for some more time this year I really love it there I do work at one of the best vegetarian restaurants in the country and my the head chef there is just he's, he's amazing and he just it's just so inspiring to be there. It's a lot. It's a lot of hard work, like a lot. But at the same time, I'm learning a lot, and I I think it's so really important to get that experience. Um, if, because in the future, I do want to open a food business of my own, and so that's why why I'm there. Like even though it's it's a lot of hard work, I'm like okay, it's, the experience is really important, and the food is just amazing. It's divine. It's called ABCV. And it's mm-hmm. a part of like a, a group of restaurants. It's a sister restaurant to ABC Kitchen. You should definitely try it when, when you go and the listeners should try it for sure. I've only been there like for three months last year. So I'm hoping to go for like more, much more time this year when I go back. But we'll see. 
And I'll provide a link in the show notes for all the restaurant mm. and everything you've mentioned in, in the podcast. And so where do you get your inspiration for some of your meals or is it, and, and I know you also, you know, you have a son. Um, I don't know how old he is, but I know children can sometimes be picky yeah. about the food they eat. So I guess first question is, how do you come up with kind of the meals you put together? Um, just everywhere, really, online, at work. I did work at a meal delivery service company for six months earlier last year after culinary school. We were supposed to do an externship. I got a lot of inspiration from culinary school and, and other just other bloggers. And every day, like food at home, I've been getting some inspiration here in India. So I just I just like to get inspiration from everywhere, really. And my philosophy in eating is because I have tried everything. I've tried like vegan. I've tried raw vegan. I've tried paleo, keto, and they all have their own unique benefits for sure. But I don't I don't want to put anything down because I think food is very individualized. It's very personalized. I don't believe in one uh, one diet fits all approach. So and we also change and evolve. And our body might need something different. Like after I had my child, who's he's three and a half right now, um, I felt definitely that there's different needs that the body needs, right? So what I really like is just to try, and this is what I'm learning a lot in my master's too, and I learned a lot of this in IAN, just to have like a wide variety of plants because it's just good for plant, like your gut diversity. And I just keep, I just have a lot of plants for me, I found that having too many grains doesn't suit me. So I like to like either have a lot of grain-free meals during the week or I'll try to stick to just, I mean, I only always stick to whole grains for like a couple of years in between. I was completely grain-free, but now I've like recently I've tried to add back a little bit of whole grains back into my diet. And yeah, just, just keep it very plant-heavy and minimal protein. But protein for me is really important too. Mm. And personally, because of religious reasons, I don't I don't eat pork. So that's about it. But everything else is fine. And I love I love seafood. (laughs) Seafood is so good. (laughs) There's so much good seafood. No, for sure. And I've been living on the East Coast. So your son is three and a half. How do do you is he picky with his meals? Is he pretty open to trying food? How do you? You know, I don't have children yet, but I know I want them to, when I do have, we do have a child, I want them to be open to different types of food. So how is your son, he's, you know, open to trying food? Yeah, he's he's not bad. I think because from six months of age, I, I did something called baby led weaning with him. So I just let him like eat on, on his own and made, made sure that it was safe for him to eat. And I would just try, you know, have him try different things every day. And I think when they have that independence of like, and and not being like Mm -hmm. force fed, they definitely have more of an open palate and they do are open to trying different things. So I do give him a lot of different foods throughout the week because I can't really help sometimes like when he goes out to the park with his sitter um, and he has like a group of friends and he does tend to eat other things. So I just... At, you know, in the beginning, I thought I'm never going to give him any junk food or sugar or anything, but I feel like that's not realistic for me. <laughs> so I try to just eat, you know, when he's with me and, when, you know, when he's when I'm cooking, I'm, I try to I make sure that I eat a whole variety of different things. 
and yeah, he likes uh, he likes meat and uh, veg- different vegetables, and he likes he loves fruit. <laughs> oh, fruit is so good! I know. Growing up, my mom would make us a plate of just all types of fruit with my sister, and we would it was like candy for yeah. us. I mean, it's just so good. So, fruit for kids is always the best. It is. It's a great replacement for for candy. Yep, exactly. As an adult now, I even replace some (laughs) fruit as candy too, because it's just so. so, I'm more of a. I like more bitter, bitter dark, you know, dark chocolate coffee taste. So, the sugar in in fruit is is plenty for me. And you mentioned studying yoga and Ayurveda. I was wondering what your doshas are. I know we kind of talked about it in our DMs. You're more, is it kapha? Yes. Yeah. So I did uh, an Ayurvedic thing with my uh, mentor, who's also like, she she does a, a Ayurvedic consulting. So I am, she, mm-hmm. I'm kapha. And then it makes sense now because I, I feel like I definitely need a little bit of something in the morning to keep me going. And that's why even the type of yoga I practice is Ashtanga yoga, which is a little bit more dynamic. And it's also like has the same routine every day. Like I, I think I do really well on routine. The movement in the morning is very helpful for me mm-hmm. to have like a more uh, steady day. And, I, and I'm, I'm Kapha and then Vata. So I'm also have like, I'm prone to like anxiety and things like that. <laughs> Whenever I do the things that don't suit my body, I get more, more anxious and more like more about that. But I think baseline, I, I am kapha. Okay. I am, I'm more pitta with vata, with like vata is my like second dosha. And so I never knew that about vata that, that, cause I get very anxious very easily so is there a way, like when there's that imbalance with vata and you get anxiety, is there something I can like eat or I can do to kind of rebalance myself? I haven't learned Ayurveda too much. I did do an immersion course with, with my, um, like I did one of her programs last year. But yes, there is. There's definitely a lot of practices, rituals, foods to eat. Um, every season is different. So right now, we're in like winter, uh, like fall and winter are more bata seasons. The summer is more of a, a pitta seasons, and then the spring is more a kapha season. So there are practices to do that because when your body is out of balance, you might feel more of that one dosha. Like we might be like bata might might be your unbalanced state. So to bring it back, you might have to do practices that usually like opposites attract. I think in Ayurveda, so you do less of the things that would aggravate your constitution and more of the things that that would suit you. But I have a really, I will share a book with you later um, that my my mentor wrote. So uh, she's also a friend. Her name is Claire and her book was really, really nice. It's called Living Ayurveda. And it's beautiful. It's just gorgeous, the book, you know, the structure of the book and it's very informative. So I'll I'll share that with you. Oh, perfect. No, I'll... Oh, absolutely. No, I, it's, there's always like ways I'm trying to figure out, you know, how to best listen to my body. And I had learned about Ayurveda also during my teacher training here in California. And it's just amazing 
how much just listening to your body and learning, like, I didn't know my, why my stomach always ate after I ate raw apples. Mm-hmm. And then I, through like Ayurveda, I learned, okay, well, it's because you have the pitta energy and then also like digesting raw foods and vegetables is just really hard on your, on your digestive system. And that's something now, like I make sure, you know, I eat less raw vegetables and there's such a difference in how I feel. And so it's, it's amazing how just these little changes, I can, I can still eat vegetables, but it's better that they're cooked. So it's just so important. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, my uh, mentor talks a lot about that. Yeah, I think that's how she also figured out. Like, she just got fell in love with Ayurveda because of that. There's just like simple, simple changes that we can make, and they you know had to have like a profound influence. No, it it it's so true. And do you have any kind of rituals or like how do you start your morning? I love hearing how people start their mornings, especially with intention. Yeah, um, I think it's when I started like doing and practicing yoga in the States, I did practice here in India, but I really got more into it in the States and got more into like just figuring out a morning routine for myself. And I, I love the Ayurvedic morning self-care practices. It's called Dinacharya. And, you know, just I do like dry brushing and, you know, just like kind of cleanse my body, wash my face, use a tongue scraper things like that and then maybe sometimes I do like an oil massage and then I like to take a shower before I sit down for meditation and in the last couple of years I've really really have gotten very much into my faith Islam but from a very esoteric side like so there's a something called Sufism I'm not sure if you've heard of that but um, have you heard of Rumi yes I have actually so yeah. I've gotten a lot into like I've heard of Sufism. Sorry, go on. Oh, oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I've heard of Sufism. Yes, I covered it in one of my episodes. I'm drawing a blank now. Why? But, but yeah, if you could share with the listeners more about what Sufism is. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's to me that's another thing that you know it really takes me back to my purpose as to why I'm here on Earth. I really believe in God. I do believe that there is one, there's a source like much greater than anything that exists in the entire universe. And it's very important to connect to that source to understand, because for me, that that is the reason why I'm here, because I was created for a reason by something that I am learning to understand and trying to create a relationship with. And so that morning time and even throughout the day, those practices, you know, we have like certain practices of, it's called remembrance of God in Islam. It's called dhikr. And we uh, repeat like God's names. He, in Islam, there are 99 names, but of course God has infinite names, but those 99 names are core. And we believe that those 99 names are also attributes that are here on our manifestations of of the source in the attribute form and we all have those attributes within us and they all mean something different so I've been trying to connect to God through those attributes and learning more about that and learning more about that is helping me learn more about myself because those attributes exist within us in in different capacities we don't believe that we're God but at the same time we believe that that there is that spirit of God within us. And for me, 
that's what Sufism is, is trying to learn that connection and that relationship between the divine and ourselves and how we live on earth every day. And it's helped me a lot. It's helped me a lot in just healing myself from, from my childhood issues. And I'm just trying to come back to, to who I really am. So it's, it's, it's very beautiful. No, it sounds yeah. beautiful. I mean, everything you, you incorporate, I mean, from your morning meditations to Sufism to when we were just talking about, you know, food and the diets and even like the medical practices and healing, like you are, you inhibit your, I know there's like, there was this definition of like a Renaissance man, someone who knew so, you know, a little bit about everything and was just, you are like this Renaissance woman. I love listening to you talk about, I mean, you're, you have so much knowledge of so many different aspects and they all kind of come together in beautiful harmony. And you've taken just so much good from every, every topic, every, you know, study, and you're really creating just like this perfect harmony of all of these subjects. It's like, I love listening to you talk. Thank you. <laughs> this is, yeah, it's just all been a part, part of the journey and I'm very grateful. And I'm believing now that, that, it's not just me. It's because I'm connecting to this source energy and everything is from source. And we, we call God Allah. So, yeah, it's just knowing that, that everything is from Allah and goes back to Allah. It's, it just gives me so much peace, I think, inside. And, yeah, this is thank you. <laughs> I'm just grateful for that. You're very welcome. And- no, you, yeah, no, and and you radiate so much of, of your practices. And so I'm just, yeah, this has been a really great conversation. And just, I don't know where else, I feel like I have so many more questions of just everything else you, you've gotten your, it sounds like your bachelor's already done. You're working on your master's. You have yoga teacher training behind you. You've done your culinary school, your internship. So what is next for you? Or what are you working on now that you can share with us, of course? So uh, I, I also see like some health coaching clients. So this year, I really want to kind of mm-hmm. focus more on, on that too, more on that. And I am working on my website, which I'm very excited about. I'm working mm-hmm. on it with two friends from Oklahoma, very close friends and that should be out soon. And once that's out, so I'm just going to offer some services of health coaching and culinary services like meal prep, meal delivery, and private yoga classes, like one-on-one yoga classes. And in the future, I just, I see myself like, I have a, a vision for the future and it's going to I want to like have like a holistic like center and, you know, have all the aspects of everything that I'm interested in and create like a holistic practice and with, with a attached like food thing run, running. I don't want to give too many details, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, Of course. <laughs> but, but yeah, that's where, that's where I'm headed at. So I'm always like working on different things like that, that can help me reach that ultimate goal. 
and trying to kind of like work on creating maybe some food products in the future. I do want to open something here in India where I'm from and I was born here uh, in this city. And I'd love to like just, just kind of get back to my roots and get back to here too and kind of do the same thing in New York and kind of connect the two places. So again, there's a lot to be excited for, you know, going back to the restaurant, that's another thing. And then working, of course, like continuing to work on my master's degree. So right now I'm, I'm taking it easy. Like I only take like one course per quarter because of everything going on. It's a lot to handle with, with a toddler and we might like have another baby. So I'm not in a in a rush to finish something. Like I'm not in a rush like to reach a deadline. But I just want to work on all of these things every day and and keep going. You know, I'm not, I used to be like, you know, I have a deadline and I have to do this. And that just really overwhelmed me. And especially when with a baby, like it's just hard. You can't, you can't like live on a schedule with, with a toddler. <laughs> Anything can happen. Like they can get sick or, you know, they need you or they don't sleep without you. Like just anything can happen. So. I just, I'm just taking it a day at a time. So, but all I need, like, I just want to like keep addressing, like, so I have like a master list of everything that I want to do. And I, I make sure that something's being done every day. Oh, it's those little steps. No, that's so true. Well, thank you again for coming on the podcast. And I know this episode will air on your birthday. So yeah. happy early birthday. I'm so excited <laughs> about that. <laughs> That was, a, that was such oh, a, it was a little birthday present from yeah <laughs> very very pleasant surprise okay. no absolutely well thank you again for coming on the podcast again i will provide all the links in the show notes for everything we talked about and yeah thank you so much i've really had a great conversation thank you thank you katarina Zuleika, I'm going to hold you to it. Next time I'm in New York, I will definitely be stopping by ABCV Kitchen. And thank you again for coming on the podcast, listening to you speak about your passions and how you have continued to educate yourself and put in that hard work. It's truly inspiring. I wish you all the best on your journey because what you will do will help so many people. And thank you so much for listening. And if you like this episode, please give it a heart or thumbs up and click the follow button so you can stay up to date on the latest episodes. You can also follow me on Instagram at from the honeycomb podcast. Thank you so much and see you next week.